my God. Hello, everyone. Thank you once again for joining us. This is Dr. Terry with Legacy Investment of Forms. And I want to say thank you for being with us and being our continued um, supporters. We do appreciate everyone that is um, with us that has that may be new listening to the show. This is um, a unique show that talks about legacy and how to build your legacy and how um, through godly principles and also through whatever other avenues that the Lord leads us to talk about. So today, once again, I told you guys last time that we were on last month that we were going to be talking about a different topic that um, God has directed me to speak about and I believe that is a very important one is talking about our generation and how generation affects our legacy and what does that mean so today we're going to be talking about um, generational curses and you guys might say oh my god what is a generational curse <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds scary. And I'm, oh my God, I don't think I want to hear that. No, stay tuned because this is, there's something for everyone and we all can learn something from this. And God is always thinking about making us better and moving us to a better place. So just look at it from that standpoint and, and um, sit back. Hold tight, and this is going to be a great ride. So my special guest, once again, is Pastor Joseph Lamar and his lovely bride, Chantel Lamar, First Lady. Hi, guys. How are you? We're doing good. How are you? God bless you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you so much for for coming back and spending this time with me and um, causing me to have a uh, informed uh, uh, informed topic. So thank you once again. So you know, I want to get right into what we always do. I want to get into a prayer and bless the show, and then we'll take it from there. Okay. Okay, Amen. so Pastor, would you do us the honors? Yes, precious Father, we thank you for this opportunity and for this day. We thank you for the audience. And Father, in Jesus' name, we lift up this moment before you, and we ask that you will bless it. We ask that you will speak to our hearts, clear our minds, and give peace. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. And amen. I do agree with that. So um, let's get started with this topic, generational curses. Wow. And how does that affect our legacy? Well, um, the Lord told me that he this topic was very important, especially for 2017. This is, as everyone knows, they're prophetically 2017. The word is out all over. Many many pastors have come forward and saying that this is harvest, meaning that um, not that harvest is not for other years, but this is very specific because we know that prophetically our president-elect Donald Trump has um, it's been prophesied um, that he was going to become our new president. And as we see, God did not lie. It has actually happened. Whether you believe it or not, it has occurred. And so we must go with that and um, pray for the president, hold up the cabinet of um, pre this 
the office that he holds. Whether you agree with him or not, let's understand that this was something that was prophetically put in place by God, and God is a God that he does not lie. So we see that it actually has come into fruition. So um, moving into generational curses, what is a generational curse? And why is it so important with this year? Well, the Father told me in my prayer time that the reason that he wanted to bring this topic to the forefront um, today is because 2017 is very, very poignant. It is a harvest now moment. It's a harvest now um, year, reaping the harvest of this year. So all the prayers that have gone forth from our intercessor prayers, our ancestors, all the prayers that have already been lifted up to heaven, we're now about to see the manifestation of those prayers come into fruition. That means you're going to start, if you've been believing for prosperity, now you're about to take a hold of prosperity. Um, there, All your unanswered prayers, for the most part, will start will start manifesting themselves in, in a suddenly accelerated manner. And I have to say that I've noticed that for my life thus far, and we've, we're now in February, and so far I've had a very, very prosperous January and, and very um, unbelievable, miraculous things have happened to me if I could even go into it. It's too many to even talk about right now. But um, a generational curse for us to have a harvest the way that God has expected us to have and wants to give to us, we have to take authority and take um, authority over those curses. So um, I think it's, it's good to, to get started with a definition of what a generation is. What is a generation? The Webster deck, um, Merriam-Webster dictionary states that a a uh, generation is a body of living beings constituting a single step in the line of our descent from an ancestor. Well, that's talking about being born to parents and, and so forth and having the parents having offspring and the offspring having offspring and so forth. So um, that's important that we understand what the definition is. Um, and a generational curse is the definition of that is a generational curse is basically a defilement that has been passed down from one generation to another. So you'll be like, well, what is, what, what exactly does it mean? Let's take example, um, um, unwed women in the family. If you see that generationally from, um, uh, you're seeing that the women are not married in the family or even the men, that there's just uh, no one getting married in the family over generations, at least three, you know that pretty much that's a curse. And so it's important that you look into the bloodline and you go back into your father's bloodline for generations. And then you go back 
into your mother's bloodline at least four generations so you might say well well what does that have to do with me well you know there are a lot of let's let's take something that you might be familiar with gang banging we all know about gang banging and how that affects many families well there are there are families that are actually they every time you look up someone in their family is is gang banging and that that is not just something that you say, oh, well, you know, this is, this is something that they got into. No, uh-uh, that's a spirit. That's a spirit. And so, you know, I gave those two examples to, to kind of give you a um, set the foundation of what we're going to be talking about, how we need to co- take authority over those, those things so we can reap our harvest. We can prepare ourselves to receive what God wants to get into our hands this this year, this year is a phenomenal year, and I'm expecting to to reap my harvest, and I'm preparing myself. So personally, I've already begun the process of cleansing my foundation of my on my father's side and on my mother's side, and some things that we have been dealing with as a family generationally. I've been, I've taken authority over those things, and so one of the scriptures, one of the foundational scriptures. Um, of God is that Lamentations five, chapter 5 verse 7 and it says our fathers have sinned and are not and we have borne their iniquities. That simply lets you know right there that generate things are passed down into our generation and so we need to take we need to cleanse the foundation of our of our um, family line, and that affects our legacy. So, um, without further ado, I want to talk to the pastor. And pastor, um, what do you have to say about what I just said? Generational curses and how it affects our legacy. Well, I I believe that one of the best ways of understanding something is to understand the flip side of it. So we can really get a good picture of generational cursing by understanding generational blessings. And thus, us in the church, we are very familiar with that because we know about the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And we know that Isaac came into a measure of blessing only because of the obedience of his father. And then Jacob followed and came to a measure of blessing because of his father Isaac. Well, the flip side of that is, just as a man and a woman, a parent, a generation's obedience can procure the blessing of God for generations after them, the flip side of that is, adversely, that we can be affected adversely uh, by the disobedience, the transgression, the sins of our fathers, the sins of of our parents, so the uh, the the principle of generation no cursing is understanding that what we do will affect those who come after us, mm-hmm. and this understanding in no way is an abdication of our personal responsibility. Neither is it an opportunity to shift blame from ourselves to someone else. But it is a a moment for us to be enlightened that our actions and the actions of those who have gone before us will affect the next generation, and we cannot be ignorant of it. For the Bible says, my people perish 
because they lack knowledge. Amen. That's right. That's right. You know, you said something so key right now that I um, I believe is something that is a underlining, underpinning factor here that we need to focus on. You said shift blame. That's very key, Pastor. Um, I believe that that has been a lot of of, of um, our turning our head to we want to shift the blame on someone else else and point the finger that it's your fault that I'm not married. It's your yes. fault that I'm not, that, I, that I've, I've, I've had a, a baby out of wedlock. It's your fault that I'm in a gang. It's your fault that I have substance um, addiction and all that. No, we still yes. have a responsibility to ourselves to not, to not do those things and take authority over those things. Would you agree with that? One hundred percent, one hundred percent, that this understanding will not absolve us of our own personal responsibility. But this is a key for our moving forward, is that we have to be able to identify certain patterns that we see within our families. And then with knowledge, formed with knowledge, we're able to proceed and avoid certain pitfalls. But... If we get into the place where we get an understanding and we begin to shift, you know, and shift blame and to uh, and and to point the finger, what we do is we uh, we we put our we put our destiny in someone else's hands, and that is not the case. So we all come to God, we all make our own decisions, but this opportunity for us today is a chance to step back have perspective, and to identify problem areas that may be related to our generational line. Amen. Amen. I, I, I certainly agree with that. I certainly do know that um, our bloodline is um, all of us. And I don't want to say that. Uh, I think I would be remiss if I said, well, some of us. No, all of us. All of us. Right, guys, mm-hmm. all of us right. are affected That's by right. by these by That's generational right. curses. You might not, you might have. This might be the first time you've heard of this, but I'm sure if 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 you really sit down and just think about, ask God, well, what is it about my family that we struggle with? Because if you're struggling with bondages of your parents that your parents have had, and you see your siblings or yourself going through the same problems, is Highly probable that it's a generational curse. Would right? Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so, what do you say, First Lady? I, you know, I I agree, and I I, I agree one hundred percent what my husband just said. Um, you know, the Bible is very clearly um, that that God is a jealous God, and um, and so we have to make sure that we're not put anything else before him, you know, even if it's generational curses or uh, cycles or whatever you want to call it, you know, once we identify it, we got to learn how to uh, to deal with it. So, mm-hmm. yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. So, how would one um, identify a... a, a um, problematic area in their family line? 
Well, I think these things become uh, clear to us once we identify patterns. When we, see, when we see patterns, we can understand and identify. For instance, you know, something happens uh, to our son. Something happens to your daughter. Something happens to a relative. And in thinking about it, you think, wow, now that I think about it, my auntie had this issue. My mother had this issue. My uncle, my father. And you begin to look at your family tree, and you begin to identify a common thread that seems to be woven within it. And so oftentimes you won't uh, clearly perceive it until these things become apparent. And you're able to look back and, and you're able to look at something and say, wow, this might be a, this might be a pattern. This might be something that's affecting the bloodline. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, First Lady, do you want to say anything about that? Well, uh, you know, just just like I said, you know, I would say, you know, in order to uh, to uh, be set free, you got to and stay free. You have to admit that there is a problem, you know, and and once you identify it, then that's when you take the next step, you know. So, yes, mm-hmm. I, I agree with Pastor. I, okay, I, I, agree I, I agree, too, with both of you. I, I know yeah. that um, I, 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 uh, I was forced to open my eyes to some things about myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I can only right. speak for me. I was forced to open my eyes about myself. And in that, God allowed me to... To he he really he really loved me so much that he allowed me to see that uh, Terry, you need to get yourself together because this is this is not right. What's going on here? Right. And then right. why is it? And I'm and then I'm sitting down pondering and thinking, well, what is my problem? You know, what's wrong right. with me? Thinking thinking that I had a problem that it was me. Right. And right. and and I think that I kind of want to touch on that. That I believe that um, um, if we're truthful about this thing, and I believe we are, that um, I can honestly say that we tend to think that it's only us that that's the problem. Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. us. Nobody else could be dealing with anything. It's just us. And 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 um we start becoming um feeling falling under condemnation. At least I did. And and right. not liking myself and it's a way for me to start feeling guilty and for me to even fall into that form of um self-loathing and all of that, you know, which are all these right. characteristics um result of 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 a, of a um, impure uh, bondage that's occurring right. in on my family line, you know. So so I had to I had to openly address it. First, he uh, he 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 came to me and showed me where the issue was, and then he loved me through it by letting me know no this is not this is not something for me to to feel guilty about, but I'm here right. to love you through it. I'm here to help you get past it right. so to speak that's and do right. you do you believe that that's something that um that's that is something that um 
that um, is happening right now with many, many people that they know something is wrong, but they might not really know where it stemmed from and how to get out of it? Uh, At least many people who are uh, following after God, the Holy Spirit will lead you into truth. That's one of the benefits of of having the Spirit of God within you. The Spirit of God will begin to lead you and guide you into truth. And the Bible says that my people, they perish for lack of knowledge. So it's the Spirit's job to lead you into truth. So there are so many things that are occurring and, 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 and we are succumbed to because we don't understand. We don't have knowledge. We don't have revelation. We don't have insight. We don't have understanding. If you will follow the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will lead you into an understanding of why are these things happening. Why, why, oh, why are these things happening? The Spirit of God will lead you. And if you are one, the Bible says, if you would seek Him with all your heart, you will find Him. If we have a desire to go after God, the Spirit of God will show you and will begin to deal with certain things. There are certain things that the certain traps, certain plans, certain things that Satan has designed specifically for us, tailor-made for us, because of our background, because of where we've been, because of who we're connected to. And the, the trap set for me will not look like the traps that are set for you, because I have a history and you have a history. And so the traps will be tailor-made for your background, for your connections, from your upbringing, from your psyche, from your thinking. And so the Spirit of God will lead us and guide us. And one of the things this program will do, it will, br- it will shine a light and many people who are listening, just by hearing the, the, the Word of God tonight, just by hearing the Word of God tonight, they'll be able to identify, if the light will come on, and they'll begin to understand that this isn't natural. This is a spiritual a situation, this is a spiritual reality, and we have to handle it and, and deal with it according to the Spirit. Amen. Amen. That's Amen. right. Amen. That's right. That's, That's right. Yeah. That is so true. Um, you know, uh, Dr. Terry, one of the things that um, as I have, bec- have become knowledgeable of the curses, and thank God that, you know, just like Pastor say that, you know, it, once we come to Christ, the Holy Spirit will reveal things to us. And, and as my walk in, in Christ uh, has gotten stronger, I had learned and I have identified some curses. Mm-hmm. And one was when um, one was actually um, knowing that um, you know my son's father, my my first husband, he when he passed away, um, there was a talk with some of the family members, and they said, "Well, they all die early." Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so his father died early, and then he died early, and then I think it, if I'm not mistaken, the father before. The great-great-grandfather had died early. And I I started noticing that was a pattern. So I said, oh, no, I'm going to speak life over my children. Yes. And I'm going to break that generational curse off of my children. That would never happen to them. And then I started getting the word of God that will, uh, will line up with what I'm believing God for. And one was is when I started speaking that, is that my children will have long life here on the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. 
will have long lives. They, their life will not be short, and they will live their life out to the fullness. And so I, I began to break generational curse off of them and started speaking life to them. And uh, even I, as you have identified curses in your life, I had to identify some curses in my life where, um, you know, there was a lot of sickness going on through the family, through, you know, with diabetes and uh, heart problems. And uh, I'm telling you, I had to break those curses off of my life. And I said I would not die of those things. They would, I'd break those curses off of my life in the name of Jesus. And I began to get... Uh, get knowledgeable of the Word of God in those areas and start speaking the Word of God, breaking those curses. Wow. You know, um, uh, First Lady, you said something very, um, very, that pierced me, actually, when you said you, the, the generational curse of of premature death. And because the promise is, the promise is for, of the cross is that we have long life and we live life yeah. abundantly. That's the right. promise of the cross, the finished work right. of the cross, right? And right. so um, the blood of Jesus that was shed for us and when we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, um, it, that's a promise that we can hold on to. But how often, how yeah. often do we see believers prematurely going to the gr to the grave without the fulfillment of that promise right mm -hmm. for because of like pastor said because of ignorance my people perish yeah. for the lack of knowledge lack and of not knowledge. really yeah. and right and just and just not really understanding that we have to work in partnership covenant where covenant means partnership and if you're not if you're not um, um, speaking to your mountain. If you see yeah. these things, if you want these promises, often these promises, yes, they're for us, but we have to do our part too. Is that right? Right. That's right. We definitely have to do our part. It's, it won't get done unless we do our part. <laughs> you know, because nothing, you know, nothing gets done until we um, start to move in that direction. Uh, you know, one of the things that I, I learned is that even God won't force, the Holy Spirit won't force itself upon you until you want Him. You know, uh, so the way that we start, you know, moving towards uh, victory is first moving towards Him and um, and then wanting wanting the Holy Spirit, wanting Him to reveal things to us. And just identifying it is a problem. It's a problem. And and then when you identify that as a problem, let's start to let's start to uh, give victory in this area because the yes. word of God is true. It's true. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I feel the anointing of God right now. <laughs> I'm trying to contain myself. I feel the Amen. anointing and, 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 and I'm trying to really, really contain myself. But, you know, I can't help but be excited. I can't help yeah. but be excited because I know, I know for a fact for my, for my life, my family's life that we have dealt with some serious Jerry Springer stuff. Okay, right. Jerry Springer and Phil, <laughs> and Phil Donahue stuff. Serious. Yeah, We've dealt yeah. with some serious stuff. <laughs> and I'm telling you, it's been like, it's, it, it'll blow your socks off wow. with your wow. shoes still on. 
that wow. that kind of stuff okay and and i'm telling you you and you be thinking my god are we freaks or what what is really going right. on here you know because you start thinking that can't nobody this this just can't nobody be going through this but us and why us lord why why you know you get to asking yourself what why us well you know what why not you though right right is that right why not you well pastor terry uh david was a man who was chosen by god Mm. he was anointed by god and The Bible says that God said that he was a man after his own heart. It was this same David in the 11th chapter of 2 Samuel was walking along the roof, and he saw a woman who was bathing. This man who has a heart after God's own heart, after pursuing God passionately, he had an affair with this woman and impregnated her. She got impregnated, and then he had her husband killed, Mm. took her as his own bride. It was this same person who had a son named Solomon who received Mm. the wisdom of God. That God told him that he would have wisdom like no one else had. Yet, in the 11th chapter of 1 Kings, the Bible says that King Solomon loved many strange women. And in the, verse, the third verse, it says that the women turned their hearts from God. It was this same King David who had a son named Amnon who loved and was attracted to his own sister. In the, in the 13th chapter of Second Samuel, Amnon, attracted to his own sister, took her and forcibly uh, had sex with her. Why did I say that? I'm saying that because right here, you have a man after God's own heart. And if you document all the things that occurred in his life, oh, yes, yeah, it's like the script out of Jerry Springer. There's nothing, there's nothing new under the sun. The right. devil attacks each and every one of us. Sin is the only thing we all have in common. But even yes. as all of these things happen... David is known as a man after God's own heart. Solomon is known as a man who was blessed and and had unprecedented wisdom and grace and peace. And so God can take any situation, any family, any place, and make a blessing out of it. And none of us are exempt from it. But if we come to God and we ask God to bless us, we come to God and we're honest and we let him know we're not perfect. We're not without blame. We're not without sin. God can take any, any place, any person, any family, and make it a blessing place out of it in Jesus' name. Oh, oh my God. Oh my I God. Know, right? <laughs> oh my God. I am flying right now. I'm yeah, just uh, wow. I feel the anointing of the Lord. Oh that that was woo. Thank you, Pastor. Yeah. That was powerful. That was way over that the top. Was, yeah. Yes, it was yeah. powerful. Yeah. yeah very. I mean, you gotta be excited about that. that because that means he can use all of us. Yeah. And he does. Amen. Yeah. There's nothing too hard for God. Nothing is too hard for God. Nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. 
Wow, oh my God, Lord! I gotta uh, calm down. Really, I have to. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I have to calm down right now. That's you know what I think? Just this up is a shout. I'm telling you. Yes. Mm. Amen. Wow. This is a good Very place powerful. to take a break, guys, because when we come back, let's let's pick up where we left off. But let's take a short break so I can get myself together. I gotta contain right. myself. <laughs> really. I, I really do. I have to get myself together. So we're gonna take a short break, guys, and uh, when we come back, we'll pick up where we left off. Hopefully I'll be able to speak. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, Dr. Terry here. The workplace has become ever increasingly difficult. High rates of unemployment, poor interaction between employee and employer, workplace violence, and the list goes on. Today, many are seeking practical solutions to address workplace issues. Healing in the Workplace, a spiritual guide to coping with work issues, provides a long-awaited answer and principle to solving work conflict and problems, helping us to see why God wants us to work and how we are supposed to treat one another at work. Join me in a global move to eradicate workplace issues in discovering employee rights and discover how others have been victorious through workplace challenges. Order your book today at www.westbowpress.com. Once again, order your book today at www.westbowpress.com. Hope to see you there. Thank you. Okay, guys, you know, mm, thank you for staying with us. We just had one powerful moment, and I'm okay now. I got myself together. <laughs> and, but I have to tell you, I did go to the mountaintop, and I'm back now. So I'm, I'm earthbound again, thank God. And um, But my God, Pastor just, he just, God just used him on this last um, session that he just spoke about. It was awesome pastor and i want to tell you i just wow it was mm. anyway this move forward so we were <laughs> we were talking about um the generational curse and what what how god used david and his sons and and that they were not perfect and they did not they did not lead uh, a life um the incidents that they did, that they were into the interactions, they were not very godly, but still, God still called David um, a man after his own heart, and he still used his bloodline in spite of the, in spite of what um, sinful acts that occurred. Right, Pastor? Yes, absolutely. The only people God has ever used has been flawed people because there's no one else he could use. And Ooh. even as even as God chose David, and I'm telling you, before God chose David, he knew the mistakes David would make. He knew the pitfalls he would fall in. He knew the things he would get involved, and yet he chose them anyway. 
And it just goes to show you that God's grace is sufficient. And whatever you have been, wherever you are going through, whatever you and your family have uh, are, are dealing with, God isn't surprised by it, and he knew it before you got here, and he still chose you, and he still wants wow. you. Now, if you wow. come to him, the Bible says he will in no wise turn anyone away. So even as David was able to say, God created me a clean heart, renew a right spirit, restore the joy of your salvation. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Even as David was able to come back to God, God received him, and he will do the same for us. Amen. Oh, my God. That's right. So, Pastor, how would, um, what would you say, how would a person, uh, what action should a person take? In regards to now, they're they're they have sat down and they've they've asked God to help them to identify what's going on with them and their family members. Now, what what happens next? Well, well, Galatians three and verse thirteen, verse through fourteen, the Bible says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is the man that hangs on the tree, so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us also. The first thing we must understand is Christ already paid the price for it. Whatever we're dealing with, whatever issue, whatever curse we perceive we may be under, whatever sin we may, we may be dealing with, Christ has already dealt with those things. He's already paid the price for it. So that's the first thing we must know. Second, over and over again, for instance, in Leviticus 26, in Nehemiah chapter 9, when they identified that uh, judgment had come upon the people, not only for their sins, but for the prior generations, what they would do is they would confess their sins, and they would confess the sins of their fathers. They took the time to say, God, we have sinned, and all that, all the things that my father did, forgive them also. We're not responsible for their sins, but their sins can adversely affect us. So one of the things we can do is to not only confess our sins, but ask God to uh, forgive those prior to us. Remember Ephesians 4 says that give no place to the devil. Amen. In, in other words, he's an opportunist. He, he looks for the cracks. He looks for an opening. He looks for, uh, uh, for, for, for the, the, he looks for an opportunity. What we do is we close those doors. We close those openings. And sin opens us up to all kinds of repercussions. So the main thing is, is to rid ourselves of sin. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I would start there. Oh, my God. So confession has to be made and denouncing that um, you recognize that 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 um, issue is problematic, a bondage in your in your in your family line. And 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 then after we do that, we want to I I would like to um, I would say that for me, what I did, I went back 
um, for generations, um, or at least four, and then on my on both both parents' side, and I denounced those things, and I took authority by saying uh, um, simply, Father, I, I denounce what has gone on in my family line on my father's side, whether he knew it or not, they knew it or not, because acknowledgement, you know, I don't know whether they, sometimes we are, we're born into things we don't even know, and then yeah. sometimes things are put on us knowingly, so I said knowingly and unknowingly. Would you say, um, Pastor, that that's proper. Like, uh, uh, I will, I will agree with that one hundred percent. Satan looks for an opportunity, and even and and the greatest opportunity he has are those that we are uh, unaware of. That goes back to the point in Hosea four that the people of God they perish for the lack of knowledge. So if if there's if we may and many of us we are involved in things we are not even we we not even we we're not even aware of the repercussions we're dabbling things that bring uh bring evil into our lives we are doing things that we don't even realize we don't even realize the repercussions of it the people of God perish for lack of knowledge so knowingly or unknowingly. Uh, it is always proper. God, uh, forgive me of this sin. And Father, any place where I have, um, any place where I have slipped, any opening I have opened, God, forgive me of it. Make me aware of it. Show it to me, so I can uh, prevent from repeating the mistake. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. And what do you say, First Lady? Also, when um, Pastor was talking, I. I felt like a lot of people are are holding on to unforgiveness. Like mm-hmm. a, you know, they are holding on to a, a unforgiveness and refusing to forgive that person for what they have done. You know, and one of the ways of stopping a blessing is is that spirit of unforgiveness. And um, I just felt like that was one of the that we might have viewers out there that are holding on to a lot of hurt because of what somebody has done to them. And uh, so I, I felt like this is something that, this is not against flesh and blood, but this is against, you know, this is against, um, uh, you know, what the enemy has, uh, has what, probably what we have allowed ourselves to do because a lot of times we... Um, listen to conversations of people or listen to what people tell us and and we be angry for no reason and we get angry and get into a spirit of unforgiveness because of what we don't hurt or because somebody don't hurt somebody else or they don't hurt you and you refuse to let it go and so we hang around people who said you know what you should girl I, if that was you if that was me i wouldn't even forgive them so one of the things that will stop your blessings is unforgiveness Yes, 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 yes. That is a major um, um, impediment to your blessing of any kind. And I know this for I know this for a fact. And um, it is something that that I had to come to terms with. You know, um, and I'm I'm gonna say something. 
I'm going to say something um, um, very personal and um, um, without giving names or what have you. But, you know, my, my natural father was um, abandoned my family, my, my, my siblings and I. And um, um, it messed up the, the, the relationship, the action. The, the sin of leaving us messed us up so bad that it actually, um, it messed up both sides of the family. Mm-hmm. And um, we had to come, I know for me, I had to come to terms with that. Yeah. I had yeah. to, I had to, I had to, um, Oh my God! I had to ask God to for yeah, to help yeah. me forgive Him. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Forgive yeah. Him, and yeah. that's mm-hmm. that's been that's been thirty something years, you guys. And but but to to let you know that um, is serious. It's a it's more to it to the story than I'm willing to share at this moment because I'm not going to share it until we get total victory over it. Then it will become a testimony. So right right now, right right now it's not a testimony. It's, 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 um, it's a moment of trying of crossing over Jordan, um, creeping up to Jordan river. Okay. We're not actually, we haven't actually crossed Jordan yet. yet. Mm -hmm. So, um, I can't really talk about it that much, but but I I will tell you this, you know, I will say this. I had to, um, take authority over the spirit of abandonment. Because God mm-hmm. identified it as that, the spirit of yeah. separation, fatherlessness, mm-hmm. making, causing us to yeah. become, to become orphaned, so to speak, right. you know, right. and um, um, that was something that was very, that was something that was very hurtful for us. Mm-hmm. And so we had to, we had to, um. God told me, he, he, he showed me what to do. He, he showed me what the problem was, and he told me how to go by, um, 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 you know, to identify it and to take, denounce it and, and um, take it out of our bloodline. So I did that, but that doesn't mean it, didn't, it doesn't hurt any less. Because I had to forgive, though. The point was, is he wanted me to forgive. The forgiveness was for me. You right. understand? I, it was for me. And yeah. um, I have I have forgiveness in my heart. I can honestly say that I forgive yeah. him for what he's done. I don't yeah. like what has happened. But I will say this. That situation has has caused me to have men issues. In my past, yeah, yeah. you understand. Yeah, have yeah. trust issues in mm-hmm. my past, and yeah. um, I can see why a lot of things in my life have occurred because mm-hmm. of that. And mm-hmm. so, and mm-hmm. I say this as I say that part as a testimony yeah. because I'm not that person anymore. Right, right. You know, Amen. And, and so, um. What do you have? Do you, do you do any of you have a comment about what I just said about that? Well, uh, 
what you just articulated is Satan, like I said, Satan will use anything. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible says that he comes to kill, to steal, to destroy. Mm-hmm. That's his only objective. And he doesn't, he's not uh, real, real discriminatory about the means. He's concerned about the end. The end mm-hmm. is to kill, to steal, to destroy. And it can be unforgiveness. It can be promiscuity. It can be uh, bitterness. It can be anything. His end is for our ultimate destruction, and he will use it against us, which is why when what you said about the forgiveness being for me, it's a measure of self-preservation for me yeah. to forgive you. It's a measure of protecting myself. It's a measure of, of, of keeping myself safe to let you free of the offense. Because yeah. when we hold offense, the Bible says we only hurt ourselves. The 18th chapter of Matthew talks about Jesus when he uh, gives the parable of the man who, who would not forgive. And the wow. Bible says that one of the one of the uh, one of the consequences is he says that this person who would not be for, would not forgive will be turned over to the tormentors. Those who refuse to forgive, those who refuse to let it go, those who refuse to 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 move on, we injure ourselves. Which is why one of the things he told us to pray was to pray. Father, forgive us as we yeah. forgive others. So we, we, we receive from God as we release others. So it's predicated on that. And so one of the things that Satan will do is he will make this thing unforgivable. He will make this mountain unclimbable. He will make this offense unforgivable. In order to destroy you, mm. but mm-hmm. but the Bible says we're not ignorant of the devil's devices. That's right. We right. cannot be ignorant of what he's trying to do, and so right. I forgive because I'm told to forgive, and I forgive yeah. because I know that it benefits me, and I forgive because I want to be like Christ, and the Bible mm-hmm. says Christ has forgiven all of us. So yes. praise God. It's it's absolutely Amen. in our own interest to let so those fun. things go. Yes, I, I powerful pastor. That is so powerful. Yes, wow. it is. Um First yeah. Lady, you have something to say about that? Well, you know, that's to say it at all, but I I'm I'm telling you, it's just one of those things that, you know, we must do. I we must release that. We we have to. It, it's, it's like cancer. It eats us up on the inside. And one of the things that I used to do until I started learning to recognize it right off is reason in my mind constantly. Mm. And that's where the enemy took habit in my mind. And yeah. playing back what was said, what was done, what the hurt was, what what the pain was, what it felt like. And I had to I had to renew my mind through the Word of God. And I believe that the more we renew our minds through the Word of God, the little uh, 
little we have to uh, worry, you know, think on those things or what somebody had done to us, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I'm just so thankful that we have the Word of God, and we we have already to overcome this by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of our testimony. So I'm very thankful to God, and I also believe that we have to be a people who lives who who lives are transformed by the love of God. We must not only get uh, rid of what holds us captives and keep us in bondage, but we must also be filled up with the love for God, for ourselves right. and for others. We can overcome that by the love of God. Wow, what a powerful thing. You know, I, I like what you just said there, and we have a couple of more minutes, and our time is running short, and, and I, I want to say this, though, because I believe that is very poignant with what you just said, First Lady, is that, you know, I, I remember that um, I made up my mind. Because I said, you know what, I have the mind of Christ, therefore I can do the opposite of what what um, I'm what the enemy is trying to influence me to do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what I'm going to do is the moment I sense that somebody doesn't like me and I felt that I was struggling with it, I said, Mm-mm, I'm going to mm-hmm. like them more than right, they right. hate me. You understand? That's right. The more you hate me, the more I love you. Yes. And that's and you know, that's that's, that that's serious so what I just said. Yes. Seriously. That is. And I, I believe that we the one of the ways that we overcome it is we start speaking in out of our mouth what we're going to do. You know, what we're going to receive. You know, that is powerful. That is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, you know, um, I, we always have an opportunity to do better. That's what yeah. I love about about this yeah. God that we love yeah. and we serve. We always, he always gives us an opportunity to do mm-hmm. better and to better. be better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I thank God for it. <laughs> yes. Like we yes. can be a mess yes. at times. Even our own self has become enemies. We have become our own enemy at times. And yes. we have an opportunity to do right. My God, what a powerful thing. Wow. Yes, I wow. love it. I love it. Well, you know, yeah. our time is um, short. And so before we go, because I want to say that um, we're going to all be back um, to our audience. We'll all continue because there are some practical steps that you need to take that we're going to have for you next time. And that's going to be on February the 15th. Not this sun. this um Next week, Wednesday, but the following Wednesday, the 15th of February at 5 p.m. So um, Pacific Standard Time. So it's important that I said that. Um, But um, Pastor, what do you have on your heart that that the Lord is giving you to leave with everyone today? Um. Uh, today being the 1st of February, uh, the beginning of Black History Month, uh, what came in my spirit was the Juneteenth holiday. Mm-hmm. The Juneteenth holiday is commemorates the 19th of June in 1865 of the announcement of the abolition of slavery. And more than two years after the Emancipation Proclamation had been declared, the people, the slaves in Texas, had not received word. Two, more than two years later, 
Juneteenth is the time when the the army came in, the federal army came in with General Gordon Granger, and they proclaimed liberty to the slaves. And they told him that they were free, that it had already been announced. And I believe, Dr. Terry, that this is one of those times where we have come into the homes and the radios, the, the hearing of the people, and we have come to declare liberty. That yes. more than 2,000 years ago, documents were signed. Jesus died. Blood was shed. He had risen so that liberty could be given. And wow. I would say that we come in that same spirit to the people to say that the curse, the problem, the issues that we have been dealing with and facing, Christ has already dealt with it. And all we have come to do is to proclaim it. You are free from it. Yes. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, oh my God, that's so powerful. So, you know, um, I want to leave on that high note. I don't want to say anything else um, to overshadow that. This is important that that's a very thought-provoking and um, poignant moment that you just spoke. So, um, I want to say that we will pick this conversation up. Um, next on the on the fifteenth of February at five p.m. with the three of us again, and we're going to just see how um, what this response will be, and we will continue with the Holy Spirit and where God wants to take it, and and we'll talk more at that time about building the right legacy after you have taken authority over the generational curses. Would that be something that we all can um, agree with? Amen. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So, audience, uh, right now we're going to have to say goodbye, but thank you once again for sticking with us through our difficulty um, um, that we experienced, technical difficulty, and um, just um, being a loyal listener. And um, I hope that this proves to be very beneficial for you in your time during the week and until we return do some soul searching and ask God to reveal to you what your generational curses are and how to identify them and how to get rid of them um, to take authority over them so start by confessing it and denouncing it as well and and ask God to to um, cleanse your family line of that bondage okay so um, we're going to go now but once again you you've been on live with Dr. Terry with Legacy Investment Informs and my special guest Pastor Joseph Lamar and First Lady Chantel Lamar so until next time thank you bye-bye